I shouldn't, amen, because I didn't do this. We're just trying to work our way through it, amen. And, you know, we, we've, you know, prayed against this snow so many times. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. God stopped that snow from coming on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Stopped the pipes from breaking, you know, on Saturday night and Sunday morning. And, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Thank you, Melissa, for letting me know there's not a 19th chapter of Hebrews. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> I had that on my notes and she helps me out in a lot of ways. Thank you. Hebrews 4, and I'm going to read verse 14 through 16. But before we do that, Kim Bonsell, we, you are going into surgery this week. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday this week. It's never fun when they cut on you. It's always serious, no matter what the doctor says. I know their language by now. Oh, it's just simple. I told one doctor, oh, yeah, it is for you. You just cut me open and let somebody sew me back up and you go right on to the next. In fact, while I'm being sewed up, you go on to the next victim and do that simple surgery. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's simple. And, and you'll, you'll suffer for weeks and even months afterwards over that simple little procedure. So anyway, I said all that to say this, that we, that we are, we know a little bit about it and Kim is facing surgery. We just want the best for her. And Kim, you know, we know, we've, we've seen what God can do time and time again. And we're not about to let this go without just talking to God about it. Maybe, maybe just two or three or whoever's over in that area, just reach over. And if you're not, you can't get over there, let's just stretch our hand back toward Sister Kim Bonsall. And we're asking for the very best to happen in the name of Jesus. God, we pray that you would place your hand and your power and your strength, your divinity, amen, upon Sister Kim. Go with her, Lord, into that surgery. In the name of the Lord Jesus, show us what you can do, God. Amen. We release our faith right now. We release our faith to heal, to deliver, surprise the doctors in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the great physician in the name of the Lord. We pray for the absolute very best for Kim Bonsall in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Folks, we're just all we're doing. We're just allowing God to work. We're allowing him to do whatever it is he does and whatever he wants to do in her life right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for praying with us. There's others in this house that's got situations, and we're going to pray for you. And maybe at the end of this service, we can, hopefully I can say a couple things maybe that will challenge you and um, make you want to pray. And I mean, why, was, why does people not want to pray? Why would a person not want to worship? How can a person not want to praise somebody that's good and he's good all the time? He's consistent. He never changes. Amen. He's here to bless us. Amen. And, and, but but that, that does happen. Don't want to worship. It's happened, and I know I'm having a little time getting into my sermon here, but on a, not many, but a few occasions I've asked people if they wanted prayer. Maybe they were in a hospital in the hospital bed 
Sir, would you like for me to pray for you? No, no, they act like, you know, it's a plague or something I'm about to put on them. And I can't understand that. Why would anybody not want to be prayed for? Ron Libby called me and I had this cancer that I used to have. And I had people calling me and he chatted with me a while and he said, he said, Brother Curry, do you mind if I pray for you? No offense to anybody, but I said, Brother Libby, I let a Jehovah's Witness pray for me right now. You, you, you get to hurting just right. You get in enough trouble, and deep enough in trouble. Then you won't be picky about who prays for you or who does whatever. You know, they just want to do, even if you don't believe in it. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it won't hurt anything. Amen. But people have different ideas about it. And so I thank God that he's given us a revelation and an understanding on some of these things. And so, amen, we are going to pray and and, uh, we're going to worship. We're going to shout. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 4, beginning at verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. I'm going to preach about our high priest today. I'm going to preach about his garments Amen. That the high priest in the Old Testament, amen, if I can. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let's look at that next verse right here. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let's just continue on just a little bit here. Amen. Let us therefore come boldly. He tells us who he is, what he's about, his mission. Amen. The whole deal. And he tells us what to do about it. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah. There it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think we have confessed. Brother Johnson got on it a little bit in worship and praise here. We all got trouble. We all got situations going on. We got things that we're disappointed about. And we got surgeries ahead of us, it looks like. And, and on and on the list goes. And so the point is, we need mercy. And he said we could obtain it. Tells us how to do this. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Amen. Look around, give somebody a high five if they're pretty close. Amen. Smile at them. Amen. Bless y'all. Love you. Amen. Hallelujah. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Emily, good to see you. Good to see Emily again. Is it, can y'all hear me down there? Y'all are? Okay. <laughs> all right. Y'all hear me out there all right? All right. Got to make sure y'all hear me. I like to be heard. Amen. Amen. Our guest, by the way, thanks for coming. Amen. We got a, a half a crowd today, I guess. Amen. People became holy rollers today. They woke up this morning and rolled back over and went to sleep. You know, and so, or maybe they're still shoveling snow or so, I don't know. But but we got up a little early and shoveled snow. I feel it right now. Sister Debbie, I'm sorry I disobeyed you a little bit. 
but we got it looks pretty good out here. Yes, amen. I'm thrilled to death about it. Hey, if you've got snow that you want to get out of the way, y'all know this. But let me remind you, I'm like the weatherman right now. Amen. Get that cleared out because tonight it's going to turn to concrete. You'll need a jackhammer and all kind of stuff to get it off of your car and off of your sidewalk if you don't get it today. Amen. So if you get back home in time, if it's still there, do a little work, and it'll save you a lot of work. All right? And it may save you from slipping and falling tomorrow or next day because it's fixing to get cold tonight. Amen. The New Testament writer of our text here is actually, he's reflecting on the priesthood of the Old Testament. Now, he understands it. I'm not, I'm not saying he understands it, but he's got a, at least an idea about, you know, who that high, what that high priest in the Old Testament is about, okay? He does have a revelation that it is Jesus Christ, amen, that the priest represents. All that, though, what the, the, old, the priest of the Old Testament, all that was only a type, and you understand this, and a shadow of something much more personal and much more powerful to come. And, uh, but, but the high priest in the Old Testament, again, he was just a symbol of Jesus Christ that was coming way, way on in the future. I think it's, I'm not preaching this message, the preacher Godhead message, but it's just going to come out when you start talking about, you know, this priesthood. I'm so glad, amen, that we have at least a little bit. I don't claim to know it all, amen. Don't claim, I don't claim for it to all be totally, totally clear, but, but God has pulled back the curtain just a little bit. It's the Holy Ghost that's helped us with that, amen, to help us understand that, that you, know, you know, this Jesus that we're serving is not some junior, second person. All of that's man-made, all right? We, we understand that he is much, much, much more than that. If the enemy can keep us believing that he's number two, <laughs> just a little bit of taking down some authority, a little, no, 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 we, we want to get in maybe a little of that, even not on purpose, but, but just when we start dealing with who he is, amen, it's going to come out, hallelujah, amen. The high priest, again, was a symbol of Jesus Christ. It was the high priest. Think about it just a moment if you want to compare. It was the high priest in the Old Testament, all right? Amen. He alone could go behind the veil and into that holy place. Nobody could go in there but the high priest. He only went once a year to sprinkle that blood. It was the high priest alone who could sprinkle the blood of that spotless little lamb that was innocent, amen, and push and roll the sins. Didn't forgive sins, but it just rolled them ahead for another year until he got back in there again next year, all right? But it was the high priest that did that. It was the high priest alone who stood between the people and all of their sins and a holy God, amen. And you will see that in Jesus Christ as we read about him and study about him. He's the, the middle person, amen, and, and, and I use that very carefully. He's the middle one right there between God and man. Speaking of God, it's the spirit, the omnipresent God that nobody can see. The only way you can see him is when he comes in the form of an angel or in a pillar of fire or in a vapor of smoke. Amen. He has no body. He has no throne. He has no beard with a long white robe. We've done all that for him. 
He's a spirit. No man hath seen God at any time. And of course, it is Jesus, the man Christ Jesus, who entered that holy place. He's the one who stands between us and God Almighty, the man Christ Jesus. All right? Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at the garments that were worn by the high priest. If we're going to make this type, and we'll be able to see this a little better. Now, Moses received all of this, you know, along with the tabernacle plan and the Ten Commandments and all this stuff while on the mount. And when Aaron first, Aaron was the high priest, the first high priest, when he first wore these garments and put these things on, I'm pretty sure they did not understand how it would represent he who was to come. He was just obeying God, following directions, and we've all done that. There's so much I didn't understand when the Spirit of the Lord got a hold of me in a Holy Ghost Pentecostal service. Somebody was preaching, amen, and I didn't understand what was happening. And so we learn a lot of this later on. So, so don't feel bad about Moses and Aaron not understanding it. You feel this, and you step out by faith. You know, we, we've sometimes we meet a person and we run across people, not, not to be critical, just, it's just their type, it's the style. A lot of smart people, they want to know. They, it, they're the toughest, hardest people to deal with. They want to know all the answers. They want to know all the, you know, the, the whys and the wherefores. And they want to know all about it. And, and they, they have it all figured out when they come. But it's hard, hard, hard for them to get the Holy Ghost. It's hard for them to move in the Spirit. It's hard for them to follow the leading of the Lord. Amen. We have to learn, amen, to step out on faith. I'm not talking about blind faith. I'm not talking about following a false prophet. Amen. And I, but, but there are times God's going to put a flame of fire and just follow this. Fire. Do, you know, do you know that in the, in the, the uh, wilderness that, that they circled the mountain and, and it, it only takes common sense to figure one way was the promise. That's where they were headed to the promised land. And when the fire began to travel in the opposite direction, one way or the other, you know, they were smart enough to know where the promised land was, whichever direction it was. But again, they followed the fire. They had to follow the pillar of fire or the, or the cloud. They had to follow that. Listen, there are times... In our walk with God, it seems like, and maybe it's true, that we are traveling in the wrong direction. Now, we can strike out on our own toward the promised land. Unfortunately, that's what some people do, Brother Green. They know more than the preacher and all the elders and all the prayer warriors and all the people who, who hold this thing together and who show up, amen, in a snowstorm. They, you know, they, that's not the way, and they just head out on, no, 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 listen, we have to follow the cloud, which represents the spirit. We have to follow the fire, even though it may be going in the wrong direction. That's where faith comes in. Hallelujah. Amen. But let's look at these garments just a little bit. Amen. Amen. And this, this covering here, these guys didn't understand it. Amen. For the sake of time, I'll not get into most of, of, of what the priest wore. He had a, a lot of stuff on here. I, I will say this. He had a mitre, what they call a mitre, on his head. The priest wore this. It was like a turban. And uh, 
holiness under the Lord written on. You know, so when they saw him coming with this big headgear on, the first thing they thought of was how holy God is and how holy his people is. It was a reminder here. It was heavy, all right? Just, just throw that in right there. The priest wore a golden breastplate. It was like a piece of armor, amen, that was suspended across his chest. All of it has significance. It was set with 12 precious stones, one for each tribe of Israel. This, this symbolized that the high priest carried the people over his heart. Who wouldn't want a preacher, amen, or a minister that wouldn't weep, amen, and wouldn't be concerned, amen, and wouldn't want to help in time of need? Hey, who, you wouldn't, I mean, listen, you don't have to raise your hand, but you wouldn't want a preacher preaching to you. You know, you know we talk about living right, amen, and acting right and being nice to folks and putting your hand out. You know, uh, you know there's, a, there's a whole lot going on today about forgiveness and nobody's perfect. Now, I'll, I'll say that with you and I'll sing that song with you, amen. But, but, but just, here's, here's, here's something honest we need to think about just a minute. You know, somebody falls into sin of some sort. You, you're going to have to, again, don't raise your hand, but, but, but be honest with me. Amen. You wouldn't really care about a guy who just keeps falling in sin and messing up or a guy that just wouldn't be nice to you. You know, along with some of that sin, they're just arrogance, just hatefulness, just not nice, just simple stuff. You wouldn't want him in your pulpit. You know what you'd do? You may not say it out loud, but you know what? You'd be just sitting there one day during church and you reminiscing about how many times he messed up and how rude he is and how ugly he is to people and how he doesn't care about anybody but himself. Amen. You're going to be saying, you know what? Who is he to be telling me how to live? It's just common sense. And, and nobody's saying anybody's perfect. Amen. Nobody's saying, you know, but, but, but we have to strive to enter in. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We have to become servants. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to be a servant. Amen. But, you know, Paul even said he was a slave. He said, I've been bought with a price. That's what that means. I've been purchased. The word slave is a horrible word to use, especially in this country. Amen. When you look back on slavery here, we fought a war over that. And it, nobody, but that's it. That is what it is. That's the, actually the word slave is a better word to use than Christian. It's not too hard to say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. But it's really, really tough to say, I'm, I'm a slave. We just don't want to do it. It's our flesh that doesn't want to do it. Paul said, I'm not my own. Oh, yeah. well, we, we're not going to do it, but we could preach a while on that because that's what everybody wants. Nobody's telling me what to do. I do my own deal. Amen. No preacher telling me. Nobody's telling me. Amen. But that's right where God wants us because that's when he can deal with us the easiest and the best. I've been purchased, not my own. Been bought with a price. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There's a lot, a lot of stuff here we can talk about. Amen. At some point, we probably should and need to. But the garments of the priest. Y'all still with me here? Y'all still? Okay. All right. Wanna, we got right on in. I got up here. I got an hour to go here. I got a, extra time today. <laughs> it scared me when I first, I'm always just looking into my brain don't kick in. You know, I'm used to starting, you know, here about 1130 and, and it's already quarter to three. You know, like, oh, I've been preaching. Oh, that's right. We didn't start till two. 
Calm down. Take it easy. <laughs> Amen. But the garments of the priest, there, there were three major pieces. This is going to help somebody right here. Amen. Three major pieces of, of clothing. Number one, there was a coat. They called it a coat. It was more like an undergarment, but it was, it was a coat that was worn next to the skin. It was the first thing that the priest put on. Over that, number two, over that was a robe. Got to get this. Amen. And then number three, over the robe, there was an ephod. It was similar to like an apron type of a thing here. Okay. The coat, let me give you what they represent. The coat represented the man Christ Jesus. This is the part people's going to get the Godhead. You know, still people, still people out there. You know, I understand it's confusing with Jesus praying to the Father and who, if they're not another God, then who is he? All of that, you know, all that stuff, okay? All right, unless you follow the Spirit, you're going to be wondering too and somebody's going to win you over, all right? Amen. But, but it represented the man, Christ. You know, it was next, in other words, this garment was next to his skin or next to his flesh. He was flesh, all right? Number two, amen, the robe represented, next thing, was the robe represented the divine Christ Jesus, all right? And then the ephod represented his giving of himself as a sinless sacrifice. I want to deal with, I want to deal with at least two of these Amen. The, the man, Christ Jesus, or that, that coat, that first one, the one that was next to his skin, and then the robe, just at least those two. <clears throat> what we needed here, and still do, more than anything, was someone to come into our world that had flesh on. I mean, just go right to the point here. That's what this world needed. Amen. And that's what he got. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was a man. He was not a figment of our imagination. He was God with flesh and blood. Remember the angel said, this baby born in a manger, he's Emmanuel being interpreted, God with us. Never said anything about the second person in the Godhead. Never said anything about junior. Or, no, no, no. He, this, he's God with us. That's who he is, all right? And so he was, he was God and man all together. He was not separate from God. Now, that's, I know he was separate from the Spirit, but the Spirit was there with him. It's hard to, hard to understand, but, you, but the Spirit can help you understand this. Enough Scripture in the Bible, amen, to do this. And there's a reason for this. It's not just to have a, a, a spiritual debate or a scrap with everybody, you know, that, that differs. That's not it. The reason is, I'm going to get to it in a minute, there's some power here and there's some authority here that God wants to give his people, amen, and uh, sorry to say, a lot of us Christians, when I say us, I mean Christians in general, we are missing this because we don't think it's very important, all right? Uh, so Jesus was a real person. He was a real man, but he was God in flesh. He emptied himself of his divinity. He stepped out of heaven and put on a robe of flesh and walked on this earth. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying here. Amen. He, he felt what we feel. He felt cold. He felt heat. He felt hunger. He felt pain and sorrow. Amen. He felt loneliness. Why? Because he was a man. I'm dealing with that first layer right now. Amen. That first 
piece of garment that was next to his flesh, next to his skin, all right? Amen. This inner garment was the high priest, what they wore. It was made of linen, fine linen, the Bible tells us. This inner garment that the high priest wore was, was you know, it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was white as snow. Does it remind you of somebody? The Bible said Jesus was sinless. Hallelujah. Mm. Didn't have any sin. He was, he was white. He was pure. White as snow. That's what that represents. He was a man who wept at the tomb of his best friend. He was a man who said, I don't do the work, and of myself, I can do nothing. It's what confuses people when they start thinking, well, he said he, he, said he couldn't do it. That was his flesh. That was, part, that was one half of his dual nature. One was flesh, man, and the other was God Almighty. Hallelujah. Amen. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was white. Amen. Jesus was sinless. He was a man, but he, though tempted in all points, like as we are, were, was without sin. We got to get that part. Why did Jesus come to this earth in the flesh? It was because the sacrificial lamb had to be perfect. Was it Peter? Peter said it like this. He said it was not just blood, but it was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That was enough blood. Amen. There was, there was barrels and barrels of blood in the Old Testament from that spotless, precious little lamb. Amen. And the goats and the bullocks and all the rest of the stuff that was slain. But it was not just that kind of blood. This was precious blood. Amen. And it goes a long way, folks. Hallelujah. Amen. He was sinless. Praise God. Amen. He was that sinless lamb who poured out his own blood for us. But, but there's another reason he came into this world. I'm still dealing with the flesh part. We're going to move over to the, to the powerful part, to the God part. So if it's okay with you in just a moment here, amen. There was another reason he came into this world of trouble and pain and sorry, walked right into this world. He, he wanted to say, I know the way. I have walked the path. I have tasted of life. I know what this world can do to you. The priest wore, now I'm just going to stop right there. He knows what we're going through. You think you're all alone? You think you're suffering? Amen. He did too. We did. Somebody says, they treated me bad. I said, well, did they hang you on a cross and crucify you? Did they drive nails in your hands? Did they beat you with a cat of nine tails? Amen. To the point of death? Did they slap your face and pull your beard out? and curse you, and my, no, they probably didn't. I'm pretty sure there's nobody that we know that's been crucified. In other words, nobody's been through what he's been through. Nobody's suffered like him. 
So, so he knows what this world can do. He knows about sorrow. He knows about pain. Amen. He knows about all the other stuff that happens to us. Now, let's just skip over. Let's turn the page just a little bit. The priest wore a robe of blue over that linen inner garment in there. Amen. We have to get this part, folks. We have to get this. He was a man, but he was not just a man. This is the part we got to get. He was God. He was not just a prophet. Now, you know, you know, when in Jesus' name, churches like us, then this may not mean much to you. But do you know there's places, there's churches who preach this right here. I, 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 I talk about this in my Bible studies. That they got all of it divided up. And I called the Holy Ghost it one time. And a preacher, another denomination, has got onto my case really good. Oh, oh, uh, it? Because what they've done, they've made him another person. Now, you can do that if you want. You know, I received it. You know, I got it. You know, we used to sing a song, I've got it, I've got it. Well, see, that offends people because they've got the Holy Spirit as a totally separate person. In fact, I, I, I talk in my, in my Bible studies. It's a good thing when we get to the Godhead part. I remember going down to the same, Sister Donna, the same building we used to be in, Sister Carol, at the old Owings Mills Elementary School. There was a group meeting there after us, but they were a, just a good-looking, charismatic, nice-dressing pastor, beautiful blonde wife. They, were, they, they just had class, and, and I'd met them, and, and so we didn't have church, and we didn't know too many people around here, and, and so I slipped down to the church to hear a good sermon and did. The guy preached up a storm, spoke well, and, uh, but then he, in his closing remarks, he began to go through this thing and tell people that, you know, he just uh, you know, needed to, to help them out a little bit because they were offending the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, by not mentioning him and not praying to him also. These are the things that we don't think about very much. Because we always talk about, you know, God Almighty. And when you say Jesus, you've said it all. And, you know, at, at the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. And, and so we know that he is God. Some folks never get that. And so this guy, I mean, probably had 150 or maybe 200 people in there, sharp, classy people, and, and, and as he, he told them, he said, you know, here's, here's my instructions. He said, when you pray, make sure you pray to the Father a while, and then you, naturally, we're going to go to Jesus, and we're going to pray to him, and then, but, but what we're doing, we're leaving out the Holy Spirit, and so we've offended him. We've hurt his feelings. And so I'm just reminding you, he went, took a good little while, Carol, and, and, and talked about remembering to pray to the person of the Holy Spirit. They, they, he said it in honesty and sincerity, and he was trying to help. And that, that, that's, you know, but when blind people lead, everybody falls in the ditch. We need a revelation. When you say Jesus... Hallelujah. You've said Father. You've said Son. You've said Holy Spirit. They're all right there. Hallelujah. You got it all. That's his name. That's his saving name. Amen. You'll call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. It's the New Testament saving name. Amen. That God gave. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Hallelujah. He was God who came to redeem mankind. Amen. So, so, amen. He was not just a prophet or a preacher. He was not just a good man or a great philosopher. As a man, he had compassion on the multitudes. But as God, he healed the sick and opened blind eyes. Same one. Wasn't a different person. It was Jesus, all right? He took a little boy's lunch and blessed it and broke it. Don't forget the breaking part. Amen. And fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. Amen. Just a little boy's lunch. Was, who did that? God did that. Who did that? Jesus did that. Didn't have to separate anything. Hallelujah. It was a man who said, of myself, I can do nothing. But it was God who said to Philip, when you've seen me, Philip, you've seen the Father. Same person. Amen. It was all right there. Amen. All in flesh. Amen. That's that blue robe we're talking about. He had the, he had the inner robe on, which was flesh. Then he put on that blue robe which was powerful. It was God Almighty. It was a man who wept at the tomb of Lazarus, but it was God who stood and cried, Lazarus, come forth. And guess what? Lazarus didn't have a choice. He came out of there. Because when God speaks, and he spoke through a man. This is what I'm getting to, folks. Listen, Jesus said to his disciples, greater works. They marveled at all the raising the dead. Listen, we got we to gotta get this, folks. We got to grab a hold. Nobody's God around here. Nobody's trying to be God. Amen. Amen. But they marveled at what he was doing, the miracles. And he looked at them and said, greater works than these shall you do. After you receive that blue robe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all quiet on that. I'll, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more. Hallelujah. The robe represented his divinity. His divinity is his power. Don't everybody want power? Don't everybody want authority? Nobody wants to be weak. Well, it, it's right here. It's available. Hallelujah. You see, it was that robe that the woman who had suffered with the issue of blood for 12 years. It was that robe that she reached out and touched. You know the story. Now, now I have to explain this. She could not have understood that she touched the very essence of his divinity. She just was sick. There again, there's that ignorance part about us, that not knowing everything. And, and we don't have to know everything. Listen, God will let us know when it's time. But she just needed, she heard about, she had spent all that she had on physicians. And so, you know, she felt like if I could just touch him, I could touch his garment. I know I'll be healed. Hallelujah. She, she didn't understand anything, but she was sick. But her faith triggered something. Amen. See, you see, she went beyond in her faith. And this is what we can do. This is what we need to understand. She went beyond the man, Christ Jesus. She reached past the flesh and she touched the God who indwelt the flesh. Some people don't 
see all this prayer, Brother Green. We need to pray. We need to fast. Well, why do we have to do all of that? You know, we got the message. We got the truth. You know, I spoke a couple words in another tongue, and, you know, I felt two goosebumps, and, you know, what, what, you know let, me, let me tell you, we have to get past this flesh. We have to get past this carnality. We have to get past this human reasoning. Amen. I don't know how, but we have to push our way through and touch that blue garment. And when we do, we're going to touch the essence, the very essence of his divinity. Amen. Have you ever just been in a service or in a prayer meeting? You didn't do anything. In fact, it may have been one of those times, Debbie, that you just know you didn't pray enough that week and you missed your fast day. You know, it might have been pretty bad. You know, like, man, I just really need church. So, so you didn't do enough to earn anything. You just happened to be there. Sister High End, and you just felt it. You just, it just hits you. Anybody ever been there? Boom. You, you, you done something. You did something in that prayer. Or your faith found a door or an opening somewhere. Because, you know, when we pray, we just kind of blindly, oh, God, I, I need you today. I need a move of the Holy Ghost. And, of course, you pray for your friends. And you pray for, you know, for the elders of the church. And you pray for attendance. And you, you, just, you just do those normal things that you do. You, that's coming out of your head. But Paul talked about praying, amen, and not, not you know, in another language, praying in the Spirit. And you don't know what you might have said when you got those few words of tongues, brother, brother Rob. You don't know. You don't know when you, you know, because Paul said we don't know. We don't know. Our, our mind's not fruitful. You know, when we pray in the spirit, and so we might have just kind of, we just uh, no telling what we asked God to do. But it was him actually doing the speaking and him doing the answering. And all of a sudden it just hit us. Maybe you went into a shout. Maybe you went into a weeping. You went into a whole different mode of prayer. And what that does, Brother Chris, what that does, and we're just doing this because pastor said I got to pray and, and he's pushing on us pretty good. And call, you're just doing it out of duty. But all of a sudden, you move into a mode, a realm, and you know the Spirit of the Lord is there with you. You go into a, a intercession or travail. It's a, it's a work of the Spirit. What, what happened? Well, I just touched that blue robe. Amen. I went beyond the normal. I went beyond the natural. And, and I just touched the power of God. Amen. Because in this, in this situation with this woman, amen, she needed a healing. She touched his garment. There was people all over the place. And she made her way through the press, the Bible said, and touched his garment. And Jesus was moving. And he just stopped. And he said, who touched me? Now his disciples kind of raised their eyebrows and then lowered them again and said, what do you mean? It's people all around you. No, 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 no. I felt virtue as it went out of me. He's the man talking, amen, but God was in there, amen, and God just stopped him. She went beyond him. She touched God with her faith. That's what we can do here. You got trouble, you got struggle, you got a problem you can't handle. Just hang in there. Just keep pushing. Just keep praying. Just keep believing God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
you just get this, that robe of blue that was on top of that white coat, amen. It represented the divinity of God. It was his robe. Think about it a moment. It, just to give a little backup here. It was, it was his robe that they took off during the crucifixion just before they crucified him. Amen. When they were mocking him, his face slapped and his beard plucked out, his back beaten and bloody. They took the robe, the blue robe off Jesus. You know, you know why? Because it represents the divinity of God or God's divinity. And divinity cannot be punished. They didn't know that. You know, they put the mockery robe, the royal robe on him, the purple robe, which represents suffering. But that blue robe, listen, we've always preached, there's nothing in the Bible in there just to take up space. Oh, we're going to put this in there just to finish the sentence out. Make the Bible thicker. Then make us look important when we're carrying it. <laughs> No, 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 every, now we don't understand all of it. God reveals it to us every once in a while. Some things come out, but, but, but that, think about it a moment. Listen, they took it off not knowing. In other words, they took the divinity of God off of that man and they beat him and mocked him. Hallelujah. You can't whip up on God. <laughs> can't do it that's why we need to that's why we need to pray through that's why we need to get back to the altar that's why we need to repent oh God I need you <laughs> you know they, they just took it off didn't even know what they were doing let's take that robe off now we're going to beat him a while you know what I, I, I don't know I'm, I, it doesn't say in the Bible but I'm, I'm thinking if, they'd have, if they had not have taken it off I'm thinking they might have took that cat of nine tails and, and then they may have, and, they, and it wouldn't have worked. What's going on? You know? <laughs> or it might have came back and hit them. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. Hallelujah. But all of these, this represents, all this means things. The, the, the biggest thing is that we have power, we have authority that we're not using. Not as much or not like we could. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the garments, again, of this Old Testament high priest is a symbol of Jesus. I mean, it describes his person and his mission. You can find out who he is and what he's about by just studying the garments of the high priest in the Old Testament. Listen, the man died for the sins of the whole world. It was God in that man that conquered death, hell, and the grave. He is that blue garment, that deity, that power, that authority. At the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess. Every knee shall bow. In fact, Paul said, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, what, what, what happened? What happened to the garment? Jesus said, I'm with you. Remember the book of John? Jesus said to his disciples, I'm with you now, but I shall be in you 
the hope of glory. He's telling them about the outpouring of his spirit. He's telling them about the comforter. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait until you be endued with power from on high. The promise of the Father, he said, I, I, listen, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. That's one of the names of this Holy Spirit, the comforter. One time he said, I'll be in you. And then he said, the comforter's going to be in you. Who's the, Jesus is the comforter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's there if we need it. I mean, if you need something extra to see you through, when you just can't do, let me, let's just, let's just, let me just be random just a little bit. What if you just can't do the forgiveness thing? Then we're not talking about, we could go off on dressing right and acting right and be outward stuff. What, what about in our spirit and in our soul? What about that turning the other cheek deal? Again, don't raise your hand. You know, somehow you just can't let it go. Well, see, there's power available to do that. Let me throw, let me throw something else in right here. Listen, anger, just like joy and all, all of that, that's emotion. And we all have that. Like weep, well, weeping is a sign of our emotion, well, sadness or sometimes tears of joy. But, but, but we have these emotions. We get angry. We get mad. Well, you can do that because, again, that's just a human emotion. But you can't stay mad and be a Christian, not a true Christian. Can I just hit that nail? Sure. Nobody's saying... Well, you, you can't be human. Jesus got angry and platted a, a, a whip and went in and whipped the people out of the temple. He said, you're, you're acting like this is a, you're a den of thieves in here. This is the house of worship. You're buying and selling and making a profit and making money. He got angry, did what he needed to do. Who, who knows? Amen. But, but see, it's just staying angry. Just mad at the world, upset with the church. Preacher did you wrong. All he wants is money. <laughs> you know, and, and you, you, you know, you can feel that sometimes, but just don't. You know, Brother Cornwell was one of the only guys that I that I know is honest enough to talk about how carnal we are at times. And and he gave us a little slack. In fact, he was down at Brother Howington's one of the services. He was preaching, uh, and he said, "I like the way he said it." He said, "You know, folks," he said. Just make sure you don't stay carnal too long. That was, that was him saying that we're going to be carnal because we live in this, you know, there's folks who try to be spiritual all the time. I try, but I can't quite, I can't accomplish that. I hadn't done it yet. But I am in a fleshly human body here. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. I'm going to try to quit. I got some more scriptures or some more stories, but Sister Melissa will come or somebody will come. Listen, listen I, I, I think we need, to, I need, we need to learn how to release this power to do what we need to get done here. Hallelujah. 
I won't go into all that hurt stuff. But the Holy Ghost will be there for you, whatever you need. Amen. Amen. There's, there's a story in the old, back in the Old Testament that I want to close with. Remember the two guys walking along? I can see them. Elijah and Elisha. Remember that? Two, two men. Elijah had heard from God. He's going to meet his destiny with God that day, that same day. Elisha was following him. He, he'd give up everything, sold out, and had refused to stay behind on numerous suggestions, stay here, and I'm, no, no, no. Where you go, I'm going. <laughs> I'm not letting you out of my sight. Now, Elisha was, was a type of Jesus, too. And here's Elijah, or Elijah was, and Eli, here's Elisha staying right with him. Listen, I think if we just get that spirit, Jesus, I'm going to stay with you. Wherever you go, I'm going. Hallelujah. I, I'm not letting you out of my sight. So here's Elisha refusing to stay behind. And he was about to ask the prophet for a double portion of his spirit. Let's not be ashamed to ask God for what we want. Go ahead and speak it out. Hallelujah. Say it. When they got to the Jordan River, I'm just cut through a whole bunch of stuff here, but when they got to the Jordan River, Elijah took his mantle. And could I say, could I use the word, it's a garment. Could I use garment? Took his garment. And he smote the waters of the Jordan River, and the Bible said they parted. And Elijah, the prophet, and Elisha went across on dry ground. Miracle took place. Powerful thing took place right there. Hallelujah. Elisha did ask for that double portion after they got across the river. But it was contingent upon whether or not he saw Elijah when he was taken up. And Elijah knew that. I'm, I'm going to be taken out of here. Type of the rapture. Type of the resurrection. Now, I, I'm not sure what all that means, but we need, to, we need to have a vision. We need to have our eyes open. We need to pray for the Spirit to let us see things that most people don't see. All right? Especially things we need to see. We're missing some things. So, you know, Elisha obviously did see him when he was taken up a chariot of fire. What a demonstration of power and and it, it, it was just supernatural and a chariot of fire picked old Elijah up took him up into the sky took him out of here but, but, but something happened there was old Elisha down there and he, said, he saw it all he was still probably looking up like my goodness I've never seen anything like this before but there was something coming back down remember when Jesus said I'm going to go away but I'm going to send back the comforter I'm going to send back part of me. In fact, I'm going to be in you. It's going to be me. It's in you. And, and, and here's old Elisha watching this mantle kind of float down in the air. It made it down to the ground. Now, our part, this is our part. Just like it, hopefully we, again, can pick up a little of what Elisha did. Amen. He goes and he reaches out and picks up this mantle that came right from the powerful man of God. Now, he had something to do here. 
he had to get back across the Jordan River. You know what he did? He walked back over and he took that mantle and smote the water just like Elijah did. And you know what he asked for? He said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And you know what happened? The God of Elijah, he had the garment. He had, he, he had what he needed right here, amen, to get him where he needed to be. Amen. It was a garment from the man of God, which was a type of Jesus Christ, which was a type of the priest, the high priest in the Old Testament. All right? Amen. I'm not going to give you a garment. We may pray for prayer cloths here and send them out. Amen. But, 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 but at least it's symbolic. Amen. We need to pick up something. Amen. And realize that it is for us. He sent it back for us. If it's a Jordan River that's in our way, amen. If it's an ugly spirit, if it's anger, if it's whatever it may be, amen. God, amen, has the power available to take care of. You just can't have joy. Amen. You just somehow can't get happy about things. Amen. Things are all going wrong with you. Amen. It is there available for you. We need to pick it up and we need to use it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, let me close with this. It's no secret that we're weak and we're incapable of fulfilling what God called us to do. We just can't do it. We can't, we can't seem to pull it off. We see it and we're reaching for it, but we don't have the power. We don't have the other. That's where the Holy Ghost comes in. Some of us are entrapped in anger and fear, discouragement, worry, you name it. It's just something there to hinder you. Amen. Just pick up the garment and smite whatever is there. And it has no choice when we use that name that is above every name. I'm feeling a revival spirit about to break loose. Amen. Not collectively, but it, that'll get here. But I feel it in individuals right now. Personal revival. A personal Holy Ghost breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. Our homes need revival. Amen. Don't just wait till you get to church to pray. Amen. I said it. I said it the other. I'm going to say it again. I felt like I got on something. Don't leave the TV on all day long and all night long. Don't plug your ears. Amen. With who knows what. Amen. And walk around like a zombie and have that poured in there. Take that out. Amen. And connect up with God and let Him put some power and joy and peace in your spirit hallelujah anybody feel like picking up the mantle anybody feel like amen conquering the enemy that's tormenting you amen and on your case amen every day and every night you can't get past amen you're stuck amen somewhere amen this is where the spirit comes in the comforter amen can give you a personal breakthrough. I don't think I'm all by myself in believing that God's working on somebody right now just to take that mantle and say, you know what? I do have the Holy Ghost. I did speak in tongues. I was baptized in water just like the Bible told me. Amen. So I've got Jesus. I've got that garment somewhere around here. 
I hadn't used it enough, but I'm about to release it. How do you do that? You start talking about it and you start believing what, you know what? Listen, I'm trying to close. You know what? They tell me that a liar can tell that lie enough times, and I guess it's true. And then they start believing the lie that they just concocted up. Anybody ever heard that? Man, he's told that lie, and that's not true. Hey, unfortunately, I've heard preachers tell stories that wasn't right, and I, I, I knew about the story, and I'm like, man, they way off on that one. <laughs> after they tell it, <laughs> after they tell it a while, you know, man, they tell it with passion. I'm like, man, they missed that. I was there. That didn't happen. I'm sorry to tell you that, but we're all human, and we've confessed that already. But you just keep telling a lie. We used to have a friend. Grew up in my dad's church. He, was, he lied all the time. They used to say, man, he, that guy, he'd climb a pole. He'd rather climb a 50-foot pole to tell a lie than he would just to stand on some comfortable place and tell the truth. He just, he just liked it. He'd just make up stories. But if, if that's true, though, people believe a lie, something that they start out and they know it's not true, what would happen if we take something that's forever settled that Jesus said, his prophet said, the preacher's preaching about it. Amen. Prayer warriors in the church, elders are talking about it. What if we took something that really is true, that can't be changed, and we start telling that story? God is a healer, amen, of all sicknesses and all disease. There's nothing impossible with God, amen. By faith, amen, all things are possible to them. That Why don't we just keep saying that? Let me just throw another one in. Some of you just kind of hanging here, just trying to make it through. And I know finances are tough, and, and, you know, they're saying that, you know, we're out of the recession, but people are still out of work, still unemployment, welfare, you know. So I'm not being critical, but it's, but it, it's true. So, so we need a financial break. God's got a plan in here. We need to start quoting that. Husbands, wives, you know, hey, you know, did we pay our tithes yet this week? What are you talking about? We need to get that done because the Bible said if I, if I pay my 10%, I like to call it first fruits. That's how they did it in the Old Testament. I mean, that means the first thing. Don't pay your car note first. Don't pay your house rent first or your mortgage. Don't do anything. Don't go buy groceries first. Pay God 10%, not 30 or 40% like the federal government. Ten, just 10%. It takes the curse off of your finances. Who, who would, did anybody want a curse on your finances? No, nobody wants that. Want to take that off. How do you do it? He's got a plan. He said, this is what happens. People are, are stealing from God. That's what he said. Robbing God. How, how do you do that? Because you're not paying your tithe. Nobody wants to rob, especially from God. He said, if you'll do that, it won't be a, it won't be a bag with holes in the bottom of it anymore. I'm going to put a blessing instead of a cursing on your money. And he said, he said, Try me, prove me, saith the Lord. Y'all ready? Come on. This is stuff we need to, this is the mantle part we need to use. Amen. If you'll do that, he said, I will open up heaven and I will pour out a blessing upon you that you won't have room enough to receive blessings being poured out. Not a trickle, but pouring blessings out. And no, nobody here, there's nobody here that doesn't want that. All in there. All in there. I got this mantle in my hand. 
I'm trying to bless you, folks. I'm trying to bless you. Amen. Give God his part, and then when you go before God, you say, now, God, I did that. Tell him. Not that he don't already know. I did it, God. Now, I'm waiting on you. Quote some scriptures. I can't wait to see God bless you. In Jesus' name. I can't wait to hear you testify. I can't wait. Hallelujah. We're going to shout with you. We're going to rejoice with you. We're going to run the aisles with you. Hallelujah. Because you picked up that mantle, that garment that came back down. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let's, let's just thank him together right now. Future blessings. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give thanks to you. We give honor to you. We love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We release the blessing right now, Lord. We release healing right now. We release the power of the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That's not the kind of high priest. No, 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 no. Our high priest can be touched. He can be moved. Hallelujah. And I feel him moving right now. In the name of Jesus. Let's just love him one more time before we get out of here. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you for the promises. We thank you for all the blessing that you have already freely given us. Thank you for direction today. In the name of the Lord. And God, we continue to expect good things, powerful things to happen in this place. In Jesus' name. And in our lives. And in our homes. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't forget, don't forget Wednesday night, uh, men of valor meet right here. Guys, come on and uh, let's get, who's teaching? Who's teaching? Some, some, Brother Johnson. Thank you, Brother Johnson. Teaching here. Amen, amen. Men, come on out. We had a, in fact, last month, we had a really good crowd out here. The men looked good, felt good. Amen. Amen. And the ladies just pack in there. In fact, if we don't watch out, guys, we're going to have to trade places with them because it'll be it'll be too many of them to put back there. And so we better we can't have that happen. All right. So we got so But you know what? If they keep cook fixing those pies and cakes and stuff like that, then I'd like I just let them whatever they want to do, they could do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You're wonderful. Thank you for listening to me. Hope we helped. Amen. Let's make contacts uh, this week. Uh, amen. It's, again, it's supposed to get cold again. I'm ready for this to end. And uh, But God has smiled on us. Amen. No no, no busted pipes anymore except that little bit in back there. One. Hey, but I, I'm going to let you all know. I mean, brag on myself a little bit. I'm over here in the middle of the night checking the water, and I'm getting tired of that. <laughs> I, I can't be spiritual a lick when I'm doing that. I'm God. I'm gonna pray, but I'm mad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs>
but but I, I think about those pipes leaking in the ceiling around here somewhere, so I just come right on over here and just turn that water. Brother Johnson, Sister Johnson been a huge help, tremendous help here, living right next door and doing that too. So, But um, God's blessed us. He is, he is blessing us now. I dare you to say we're not being blessed. God is, God is blessing us. He's helping us. If he be for us, who can be against us? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And he's not done yet. Practice saying it. Talk about it. Amen. In Jesus' name, shake hands. Be friendly. God bless you. I love you. I don't care what they say. <laughs>